What is up, y'all? It's your girl, Ray. And Dee. And we are back with another episode. Y'all, today we are talking about impurity. Yes, if you are new here, thank you for joining. If you have not done so yet, please go and follow our Instagram at Dope Christian Podcast. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Music. Podcast. Sorry. (laughs) Um... Don't be scared. If you guys have any questions, any concerns, feel free to reach out to us via email, DM, and we also have a phone that you guys can call, hit up at any time. It doesn't matter the hour. If you are in a crisis, do you look like Diddy face? <laughs> She's like, no. If you are in a crisis, you need a prayer or three, it doesn't matter, you guys. Hit us up. We are always available to answer any questions and concerns. So... Before we get into this episode, we're going to go ahead and pray. Everybody, bow your heads. God, we just come to tell you thank you, God. We want to thank you, God, for life, health, and strength. God, we ask you, God, to just help us, God, to get an understanding about sexual impurity and just about being impure, period. And God, help us to get knowledge and wisdom off of it, God, and help us, God, to grow within our sins. So that we will no longer sin in that area anymore. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, you guys, we're going to hop right into it like we always do. No need to waste nobody's time here. So, one of the first questions that we are going to discuss is, why are so many people still falling prey to sexual misconduct? And what could be done about it? So, basically, to sum up the question... Why do everybody, or why do most people continue to allow sexual sin to take over them? And I think right now people are, because it's normalized, in my opinion. Like, it's normalized yeah. to have sex. Like, it's everywhere. So I mean, like, wait. I don't mean to cut you off. But sex was made to be good. Let's put that out there. Yes. It's not taboo. It was made to be good. But. In the wrong container. In the wrong container. That's the one. So it's not that we out here having sex. If you married and you, you know, one one with your husband or your wife, you do the do. That's your business. Right. But when it is done outside of God's covenant, it is a sin. And we're going to talk about some key factors that plays a big role in having sex outside of marriage. Yeah. I mean, we can talk on that. Um, you were asking, though, you said... What are some things we could do about it? I think we're going to answer that question last. Uh Once we touch on... The other things. Yeah, because it's... I feel like it's just so many reasons why people are falling to to this type of sin. Because it's everywhere. Sex is literally selling everywhere. In the songs... In the movies, in um, in magazines, yes, magazines. It's broadcasted on TV. It's it's now YouTube ads, like literally, everywhere. literally. It's even to the fact that if you are watching a TV show on cable, they can literally, ha- it can literally be a soap advertisement, and literally someone is on the car naked, showering themselves. Like everything is sexualized nowadays, and it's it's kind of upsetting to see because it's literally everywhere you cannot escape it that's why it's important to educate your kids so they won't go into the world learning about certain things and then they get curious and that's really how a lot of things start like it really starts at home you guys so yeah what i mean 
I mean, I particularly, I feel like I only fell to it because of, like, things that have happened to me in uh-huh. the past. Like, I, I know, say this, but I've been sexually abused at a young age. Uh-huh. And I think that that opened doors to other, um, just other curiosities as uh-huh. a young child. So, like. I wasn't just like, you know, just having sex everywhere, but I do know that it made me want to know like, okay, so like, what is this feeling? Like, what is this? Like, what is that? What is this? Whereas like, I should have gotten help at that young of an age, but because I was too afraid to say anything or I didn't want the person to get in trouble on top of it, I think that also played a role as to why I didn't get help. Because maybe I probably would have gotten help. But I just think that is the reason of why. And I think, like, it gets so hard once you already do it, which is why I see why people say just don't do it. Don't do it. If you if you can, just don't do it. Because when you finally do have sex, it's like you just, you crave it or something. Yeah. it's. I feel like when you have sex or if an, a major traumatic event has happened in your life, I feel like, that is when sexual, like, things happen in your mind. Like, it's to the point, like like you said, curiosity. You start to feel curious about things like, oh, then how do you do this? And how do you do that? And if I did this, how would it make me feel? And things like that. For me, um, it came, sexual sin came early for me, very, very early, um, with me not even knowing that it was a sexual sin. Um, like Didi said, she was, you know, um sexually abused I too was also sexually abused so it's like at that young of an age you don't understand and to be honest with you guys I still have haven't understood you know how important your temple is and how important sex is until my early you know my later years in life like now and so forth like that um and I'm still actually I've actually just discovered something else when we were doing Bible study, which kind of blew my mind because, um, I mean, we all are told don't have sex and things like that. You know, they tell us like, oh, don't do this because of an STD or uh, because You you get pregnant or things like that. But you don't tell us why it is so important to save yourself for marriage or for your future partner. Right. Um, but I do want to say maybe they didn't know. Yes. Like, like I said, I, I didn't like know. Maybe they so. may have just been telling their kids because they heard that. Like, mm-hmm. their parents. And their parents never explained it. And their parents never did. Yep. And so, like, I don't think, like, for me, I didn't really, like, understand the full thing of, like, yo, this is, like, my temple. Like, this right here is sacred. And even if you do not believe in God, like, honestly, even if you don't believe in God and mm-hmm. you're listening to this, your body is still sacred, period. Like, yes. just period. Like, shit. Like, you have to start looking at yourself like, should not just anybody be able to touch this? They mm-hmm. should not. Like, especially with no commitment attached or nothing attached to it. Like, it's just, basically what you're saying is that your body is free. Not even that it's free. Or it's worth that a it's price. not worth, not, it's worth nothing, honestly. Because well, some people are willing to pay, like willing to give it up for money or oh, for yeah. things. Oh that's still telling telling people and telling yourself that your body means nothing. So let me like ask you a it's question. not worth anything. Do you think that that's a form of prostitution, even if it's not for money? 
It like, is. Like, I think, I really truly believe, like, it you're is. still getting something in exchange. Yeah. That is a form of prostitution in a way. It is. Um, To fill a void. Like, that, I mean, like, you're still getting something. It may not be money, but you're still, like, I feel like you're still, like, selling your body. And it, in my opinion, I feel like, like, all the stuff, like, with the models and stuff like that, I feel like you're just advertising your body. And I know some people don't think that, but that's just how I feel about <sighs> Obviously, like a bikini. Okay, let me just let yeah. me just clean that up. Yeah. Okay, let me just clean it <laughs> up. Because I don't agree like with a that. Bikini, a bikini, obviously, like, you know, you're trying to sell the bikini. I get that. But why do you have to be, this is my question, why do you have to be, like, posing certain ways to sell it? Um, like, why, okay. can't, why can't someone just put on a bikini, right, and they just stand straight up and just take a picture and sell it like because that? Because, okay, I get what you're saying. Um, From my perspective of me seeing bikini models and things like that, I feel like a lot of the sexualizing come in the face, like the seductive eyes and things like that, not necessarily on the post, because it's not like they're poking their butt out. Or, you know, intentionally okay. spreading their legs or things like that. I feel like a bathing suit is simply what it is. A bathing suit. Um, it's just like if you are in, I don't know why people think, like when oh, they go to the pool, they don't really want to see people in two-piece bathing suits because they think it's inappropriate. You know but what? But at the end of the I'm day. Sorry. You're right. Because that means that my mind is sexualizing it. Exactly. You're That's sexualizing it. It's not sexual. You know what I mean? And I feel like, like I said, everything there are, you can literally sexualize things without body, physical, physical, you know, movement or whatever. And your face could say a lot. That's why it's important, like, when you are taking pictures and things like that. You know, I'm not, I'm not telling you what to, how to take your pictures or whatever. Because I, too, poke my lips. I do the duck lips and all that extra stuff, too. But I feel like what you're trying to, like, how you're putting it is making it seem like it's a bad thing. And I'm I don't agree with bathing you know bathing suit or whatever well, I just whatever it, it is up because I just realized that I was sexualizing it because yes. actually that's how I feel about when people say stuff about kids yes. when people say stuff about kids in a way it makes me think like okay that's weird how come I'm not gonna say it's weird because I don't want to call them names but I'm wondering like what is going through their mind mm-hmm. at that point because like. Basically, like, why are you thinking that okay, way? Like, they're just showing all this, but like, why are you looking at them that way? That should probably be the actual question. Like, why are they looking at them that way? That but, too. But some people say but, it's because of predators on the internet and stuff. So you also shouldn't do it. Then like, don't post your kids, or don't post yourself. You know what I mean? I feel like there's a way to not escape it, but there's a way to. You know, have some type of control over it. If I feel like, oh, there's predators out there. I don't want anybody to see my daughter in a bathing suit. Even though if you take them to a beach, they're going to see them in a bathing suit anyways. There's predators that could literally sexualize your kids with clothes on. So whether they have a bathing suit on or not, there it's still possible that it could happen. That's something you cannot control. What you can't control is how you choose to do things. Um, maybe monitor your kid a little better. Check their phone, see what kind of pictures they're taking and things like that. Now, you know what I mean? Like, you can monitor it, but I don't, I don't, I honestly don't feel like you could stop a predator from predating, if that is a word. <laughs> right. Okay. Let's talk about how or why. So, now that we know, right, mm-hmm. what, why 
is our temptations taking over us and bringing us into sexual sin? Oh, that's easy. Well, for me, it's easy. I feel like why my temptations take over me is because simply I have not dealt with what's, you know, going on. The root. I, yeah, the root of it. I have not really sat down, talked to someone, really tried to fix this thing. Um, me trying to do it on my own right now, like I said, like, I'm going to be open, honest, and transparent. I feel like sexual sin is my biggest sin right now that I'm struggling with. Like, it is one of, it's at the top. And it's to the point where, like, it's going before God. And as much as I pray about it, you guys, yes, God is the source. We all know that. But it is important to go get professional help. God yeah. placed these people on earth to help us for a reason. So if you are continue, if you, if you want to sit here and be like, oh, I'm trying to change, I'm trying to change, and don't necessarily get the help for it, nothing's going to change. Right. And so that's what I think the root of it is, just realizing and, you know, figuring out what exactly you're struggling with and actually get the help with, get the help for it, if that's making sense. Yes, that makes sense. Okay. I think my issue is that, like, I didn't get the help, but I think my issue is a soul tie. In That's my, also one. In my opinion. Because, like, me, like, I can I can literally, like, if I was to date right now, I could literally be with someone and not kiss them nothing. Like, I could be okay with mm-hmm. that. Like, I don't feel tempted to want to do it. Right. Only with the person that I had sex with. Right. Like, that's it. Like, the only, that's it. Like, I don't feel sexually, like, mo- like lusting for someone. I could definitely agree with that on you. I noticed that you know how to control that, which is actually, that's good. And especially at our age and what we have experienced. And for you to be able to control that is perfect. Because trust me, if I'm dating somebody, like I said, I'm going to be honest. If I'm dating somebody that's like, I can't control not kissing them. I can't co- I can't control it because it's not like, oh, I just want to kiss you. Like, no, it's not like so, that. But I feel like it is my duty to please my partner but it doesn't have to be sexually and that is true like i mean i can please them other ways of course but because i'm just so like my mind like literally i have a problem with the sexual sin like it will be harder for me so that's why if you know you are struggling with something like that then that's why you set boundaries be open with your partner definitely be open because if you tell your partner like hey i'm struggling with this and like they care about you, like, say y'all dated and they care about you, they should not allow, like, even if they see, like, you are struggling, they should be like, oh, no, I know that you can't do this, so, like, let's not even stay tonight. Let's not even do this. Like, let's not even do this. Because I wouldn't even want that person to, like, urge, you know what I mean, to Mm -hmm. just, like, fall deeper into that pit. And it's kind of taking advantage of a person, too. Yeah, you're knowing you you're know. knowing their weaknesses and you're using that for your own good. Right. That's definitely taking advantage of somebody and that's not love. So Yeah, no. No, it becomes lust. It's, it's more like lust. So some people use things for their own selfish reasons. you know, reasons. And I mean, I have done that. Not like like, you know, just taking yeah, just over taking somebody now, but I have like used certain things for my own selfish gain. Personal gain, I mean. Um, it's so crazy how, um, a lot of people, for them, sexual sin started when they were 
younger. And it started with someone either close to them or, and, and that's what is crazy. Like in these families, we keep so many things a secret yeah. and Not we don't address things. And it really is damn Like generational curses is so real. Like this stuff is being passed down from generation to generation. Everything is being swept under the rug. Nothing is being addressed. Nobody knows how to communicate. So many things can be solved through communication. Like, like just even if like I would encourage like young people if you're listening to this, even if you are scared to bring something up to your parents, do it anyways, or go to somebody you trust that you know will listen and help you. Um, don't just go to anybody because there are people who yes. you know who will listen to you, but they can't help you. Yes, let's so, talk about. <laughs> let's talk. Be mindful about, of that. Let's talk about that. Like in particularly, um. <laughs> Because that is, like, something that really bothers me. <laughs> um, because me, literally, like, when I was going through a breakup, I realized, literally, who you can go to and who you should not. You, yeah. I'm sorry, but I, I personally would not go to anyone who's not hearing from God. But that's just, honestly, that's because, you know, I believe in God. So, let me just talk to the people who do not believe in God. If you do not believe in God, at least go to someone... Who has some type profession. of profession? Not profession. I said profession. Who has some type wisdom of wisdom and, in that field? In that field, that's what I'm saying. Like who that's their profession. A, like that's that's what they do as a job. It's. A, I mean, I was gonna say it's okay to go to your friends, but no, I would not all friends. All friends, yes. But that goes back to who's in your circle. Yes, it because, does. If you have not listened to that episode, you guys <laughs> go over and listen to it. Yes, because if you have the right people in your circle, then you would not be. Falling. Like, for example, like when I'm going through something, I can call my friends. I can call, like, I can call certain people in my life and I'll know, like, okay, they're going to hear from God. They're going to tell me what's the truth and not based off what they feel. Yes. And I think that it's very important to have people in your life who are not telling you things based off what they feel or mm-hmm. experienced, but more about what's the truth. And yes. even if it's going to hurt your feelings. Even if they know that you don't agree with it, they'll still tell you. Yep. Those are your real friends. That's how you know who's your real friends. That is true. And if you don't feel like you can be open and honest to your friend, you also should try to figure out why is this my friend. But that's getting on a whole nother topic. It's getting on a whole nother topic, but it's also a key factor <laughs> in who's in your circle. Well, we can talk about who's in your circle, but it's also a key factor goes by if you really need somebody to talk to y'all, there is literally hotlines. There are churches. Like, okay, if you don't believe in God, okay, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay. You know, for you, it's okay. Um, Just go to somebody. Be quiet, Dorena. Just, just go to somebody who you trust, who is, who specializes in that specific area, if it's trauma, if it's heartbreak, whatever, just go to someone who specializes in you guys. Um, those who do believe in God, of course, you're going to, I would hope you would go to the source or someone who but listens It's not always, or hears from God. But sometimes you feel condemned, so you won't go. And so, because sometimes you feel so embarrassed that you even failed or that you even think yeah. this way. So, like... I want people to know that even though, like, even if you're saved or even if you believe in God and all of that, it's okay that you do feel that way, like, but you need to bring it to God. Like, 
don't be scared. Like God wants you to come with your brokenness. With yes, your sadness, it takes a strong with your individual shame, to do with that. With your guilt, He wants you to come because mm-hmm. when you do not come, it makes you go farther away from Him. It makes the situation worse. And then yeah. when you, by the time you come to Him, everything doesn't doesn't happen now. Yeah, and it's like He's your last resort. You want God to be your first choice, not right. your last choice. You want him to be That's your first also, choice. Go back to like impurity or like sex, sexual sin. When you talk about that, like, what do you go to first? Mm-hmm. Like, when you're hurting, do you go to sex? Do you go to pornography? Mm-hmm. Do you go to do you go to certain songs that you listen to that gives you Get that you high? Yeah, you see, because that's all it is. It's like an addiction. You're just chasing a high because after you have that sex, sometimes it makes you feel worse afterwards. It does. It does. And like I said, I too struggle with this a lot. And I always pray like, God, allow me to come to you first because I have a problem with not going to God first and he should always be my main priority. Like I I definitely believe in that you feel worse after, like literally you're going to feel worse after. And when, and if you don't feel worse after, that means your your conviction, your is, conviction gone. is gone, you guys, that's not good. We want to be convicted. We want God to, to, the Holy Spirit to tell us like, yo, you did something wrong, go repent. You know what I mean? You don't want it to be like, oh, you don't feel nothing because that's when it's a bigger problem. And then you're going to have to go to God. You're going to cry and weep. He might take you back. I mean, <laughs> he might. He <laughs> but will. He always take you back. Exactly. But um, just be mindful of that, y'all. We have to, we have to, um take accountability for ourselves and you know continue to Mm. seek god because that's very important seeking him staying in his word yes staying in his word getting wisdom yes the only way you get wisdom yep um do you believe that there are other non-sexual factors involved which we do believe that which it will be pride midlife crisis or other unfulfilled needs and i definitely do I think that pride would definitely be one. Like, some people feel like, you know, I'm not about to just be the only person not having no, you know what I mean? I'm not about to feel like I'm a punk or something like that. So they feel like they have to do it. That happens a lot in um, through, like, middle school to high school years. Yeah. Um, I remember, which I honestly never felt like I needed to go have sex. But when I was in around middle school, I want to say sixth, seventh, eighth grade, literally all my friends were already sexually active. Like their parents used to let them go outside all the time, like roam the streets. And honestly, I used to think that it was a bad thing for my mom to keep me inside. But I honestly, I want to thank her for that because although I felt like she was being strict on me, that that saved me. It really did save me because even during that time, you guys, I was struggling with being very, very sexual. Like, my messages between boys would be crazy, y'all. When I say crazy, I mean crazy. I feel you. I was too. Like, it was insane. We, and we, oh, some of us been there, so y'all can't see her and lie on this podcast. Some of y'all know that y'all mouths were filthy, y'all text messages were crazy, and they were not pleasing to God. <laughs> but at this time, you guys, I was not involved with God. I didn't have a relationship with him. Um, my family, like, I think I said this before, um, are Jehovah Witnesses. And I barely was in the church. We did pray, do Bible study, but it was very barely. (laughs) 
But um, during this time, like all my friends, they were running the streets. They were sexually active. They had boyfriends, all of this extra stuff. And I feel like that, I thank my mom for that. But I also um, kind of have like a love-hate relationship for that. Because during that time I was in a house, I ran to social media, which is another thing that I struggle with now. I found my identity on social media. I did not find my identity within my, you know, within God, whatever the case may be. So although it was good that I wasn't around sleeping with people and things like that, it also was bad because it didn't do anything but build up extra. What's the word? Um, Trauma. Trauma, I guess. Yeah. Build up extra stuff that I just have to deal with today. And like running to social media, always being online. And that's another thing that is how, uh, kids run to masturbation and pornography and stuff like that. Yeah. So it is, it, I'm telling y'all, like, yes, I was not involved in extracurricular activities, y'all. Like, I had, I was on a basketball and a dance team, but it was I barely, y'all, barely. I was not, like, in anything. So all I did at home was literally eat, sleep. <laughs> Wake up, go to school, do it again on my phone 24-7. So, yeah, it, it it goes deep. I feel you, and I understand. Um, we also got to talk about how, because um, some people don't know, so some people may feel like even if they're not, if they, they feel like they're okay because they're not having sex. But we also need to talk about, like, the mind. Like, it's yes. also a sin to, like, basically have sex in your mind. Basically, you're, like, if you're lusting, if you see someone, Mm-hmm. And basically, you're imagining them without that on, or you're whatever you're imagining yes. with them, or even pornography. Like, even if you're just watching it, because you're trying to get aroused. Yes. Like whatever you're thinking becomes that sin. Like whatever you're, whatever happens, the act, either you're doing or thinking, it now becomes an issue. Yeah. Um. That uh, is also something I struggle with. <laughs> yeah, it's not funny, y'all. I'm laughing. I'm nervously laughing. But it's also something I struggle with because literally, like I said, this goes back to age five. You know, mm. it starts all, it goes that deep all the way to age five. Like literally, I would be at school. And I would look at a girl and I'm like, I could literally sit there and sexualize her at five, y'all at five. Imagine that. Like, it's crazy to me. Like, and a lot of people are like, oh, and a lot of people say, oh, well, the LGBT community, I too agree that the LGBT community need counseling because a lot of LGBT members literally have went through some type of, um, situation where their innocence was taken and it's something that needs to be talked about but before I get into all that because I'm getting off subject um yeah it goes all the way back to age five like literally I've never I've never now that I think about it it is it's very sad that at that young of an age I knew what sex was I knew what kissing was I knew how to do things like, literally, what, I'm not going to get into it, but literally, we'll do things that was just crazy as a five-year-old. What are, when you fall, what are you, in kindergarten? Yeah. 
kindergarten. Well, take the take girl and this honestly, y'all had no attraction to boys. Like I would kiss boys, but I had no attraction to boys. Like I always been attracted to women. Always, always, always. Literally, people were like, "Oh, you're too young to." No, no. I truly believe that if you have been through traumatic events or you have went through things in your life that will cause you to, you know, whatever the case may be, I feel like it is possible for you to understand certain things. And me at that age, I understood everything. I was very, very smart. It was nothing that I did not understand, except, I mean, especially about sex or at the time I probably didn't know it was sex. I probably thought of it was little kitty play or whatever the case may be, but it goes back literally that right. far. Then they start like playing games like house. Yes. I'm the mama. Serious. You're the daddy. Like it's crazy. And like it becomes incest in a way. Like, yes, Cause you're doing it with family members. Like, yes. I don't think people realize and like, Parents knew they were playing house. They like yes. they're just being kids, but it's incest in a way, and in a way, it's traumatizing your child. Yeah, because I have played house with a lot of my cousins. Me too. That's what I'm saying. Like we were kissing and, everything, and yeah, and that's and that's where I go with saying like I don't know like <laughs> like because some things we may not remember <laughs> like that. May I have remember happened, everything that may have happened. <laughs> so it's just like. <laughs> I literally know every event that has happened. At that young of an age, like, that is mind-boggling. It is mind-boggling. Okay, so we're going to go a little bit on another side as far as impurity. Um, Because we were talking about having sex, like, you know, without marriage and all of that. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about how too many sex partners can be an issue. Because some people really believe, like, well... How would I know if I could marry this person if I don't have sex with them? Somebody definitely asked me that question. What if their sex is bad? That's the one. Right. What if their sex is bad? But I truly believe that if God sent them to you, it would be just right for you. And even yep. if not, you can learn with your partner. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that is dangerous in a way to give your body to so many people because you're leaving a piece of yourself with to every person. single person. And yeah, you may say like you're over it, but do you actually confront the pain that it caused or do you just keep going on and on? Mm. Like, cause I don't know if many people go back to those people and say, Hey, like, I wish I never gave you my body. This is what it's caused. This is what's going on. You know what I mean? Most people just go on about their lives and then they just keep going on and on. And by the time that you get married, you've, them brought 10 different bodies with you to your bedroom. You are literally robbing your husband or your wife of something that should have been theirs. They are literally sharing your, they are literally sharing you with other women. Right, because you may get flashbacks. You may get flashbacks or something like that of that nature while you're having sex of something else. When you were doing it, it happens, you guys. It has happened to me before. You can be thinking about someone else while you're with your partner. Yes. You can be like craving someone else else. while you're with your partner. Yeah. Which is why it's also a reason why I say like you should not do it because I feel like that's just robbing. Like, could you guys imagine 
being with someone else. Let's just say it's not even you, but you're with someone else and they're thinking of that while you're with your partner. Like with that person you're actually married to. And also, some people in this generation don't believe in marriage. You know, they feel like everybody's just... You don't need a piece of paper. That's what they say. You don't need a piece of paper to explain or they feel like that you love someone. They feel like our ancestors basically just took whatever and that's why they were married for so long. And I don't think everybody knows the whole situation. Like I don't think no one knows anybody's whole marriage. So like I feel like you may see like some bad issues. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing with people's relationships. You may see some bad issues that have happened, but they may know the real them. Like they may know like okay, this is why this person reacts this way, and so we're working through this. But when you saw them, they weren't already worked through. Yep. They may not have already gotten through that, and that's between them. To want to work through that with their partner. And anybody who's a partner with somebody, you're going to come to the relationship with baggage whether you know it or not. Whether yeah. you're going to get healing or not, there's some things that you may not even know that you need healing from. Yeah. That Until you, you both, get into that relationship. Right. That you both will have to work through together. And you will want someone to, to work with that with you. And if you do not, like if you... If you, need you to reevaluate are like, yourself. Well, I won't even just say that, but if you're just like going around just like never ever getting committed... What you're doing is, once you finally do have a child... You're going to be so won't. empty. Not no. even just that, but your child won't even know what it feels like. Oh, yeah. Or won't even be able to see what it is to have longevity in a relationship. So what they're going to do is just do the same thing that you did. Give their body to everybody. And it may get worse. Because uh-huh. sometimes it don't come back in the same form. Sometimes it comes worse. Yeah. And I really truly believe that you need to see... You need two parents in the household. Can't nobody tell me that. You just do. I truly believe there's some things that one parent cannot. Like, because when one parent lacks and the other parent has. Like, yeah. it's like, it's like a balance thing. It's yeah. what I truly believe. Like, I just don't believe. I believe that you can get raised with one parent. Because I was. You feel what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. But I do not believe that it's healthy. Because I, I saw when my mom was tired. Yep. You know what I mean? I saw when she couldn't, she no longer had enough. Yep. So, like. You can't tell me that you won't that that your kid don't feel it. It don't matter how much money you got. Yep. It don't matter how much education you got. Your child will still be lacking. Mm-hmm. In some area, some, some area. area, yeah. And um, it's like I said, I'm I'm. We're not trying to say like, oh, you cannot raise a child on your own because there are plenty of single dads and moms out there trying their hardest. And it's unfortunate that, you know, it has to be that way because God intended for two people. You know what I mean? He wanted to make it easier for us. That's why two people, you know, are supposed to be together. But if it so happens that I am a single mom, I know for a fact that my kid will be missing out on something. Um, some things you can't control because there are a, there is a possibility that if you are in a marriage, you can't get divorced. Yes, there is a possibility. Or the parent may die. I mean, like, or you're a widow. Let's be that. realistic. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like the parent may die, but yep. what I do know is that if it was God ordained, God will send somebody in your life. Yes, He will to literally help you with the child, whether it may be another another person as a parent. Or just like a mentor, somebody to be there. Mm-hmm. Like God will send that person there. I'm I'm for sure about that. Yep. So I, I get the whole that. 
the whole thing about that. Um, we have to end it out with like saying, so like, what are we going to do? What can we do about fixing this? Um, I'll say one practical tip is knowing how valuable your body is. Knowing how valuable you are and who God says you are. And that's so important, y'all. That's so important. Knowing how much you mean, like you, y'all, we are worth, we worth so so much. much. Like it's so much we're worth that I can't even say how much we're worth because that's just how much we're worth. God literally looks as a look, look at us as masterpieces. Yes. Like we are his masterpieces and literally you think you a mess. Y'all God specializes in that. He makes, he, he makes masterpieces, masterpieces literally. <laughs> like, you can think you're a wreck. You might think that it's too late. You might think that, oh, I already slept with all these people, y'all. It is possible to be reborn again. Yes. It is possible to be renewed. Y'all, I'm telling you. Don't let the condemnation take you out. Please don't. You, you've had multiple partners, and you want to... Be pure again. You want to be reborn again. It is possible, y'all. Yeah. Give your life to Christ. And get around some great people. And don't yes. let the people of your past dictate your future. That's Don't fine. let people who say, oh, well, you was just doing this. So how in the world do you think you're going to do that? Not even the people in your past. The people that's in your present. Because it well, could be yeah. some people that's in your future right now that literally will put you down. Literally will will talk down on well, you, make you feel what bad. I mean by your past is that they know your past. So yes, like your peers and stuff like that. So don't even go run. You know what I I recommend? It don't matter. Show them different. Yeah, you're not even showing them. Different, you don't even have to say but nothing. You're doing it for God. It doesn't even matter, and you're doing it for yourself. You're gonna feel way better. And I recommend reading Psalms one thirty nine, and it'll tell you everything that God says about you. Everything that He feels about you is there. Yes. Read that every single day until you believe it. Yes. That's what I had to do. And tell yourself every single day, I am beautiful. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am above and not beneath. I am the lenderer and not the yes. borrower. I am great. I can do this. God, you have my day. God, I have peace. I have joy. And no one will not take this day yes. away from me. And you have to tell yourself this every single day. And you have to write it on your mirror. Y'all, yes. get some lipstick and write it on your mirror. I'm telling you. Seriously, <laughs> y'all, it it's the the end of the days, okay? Yes. End of times, and we, we have to keep the what is it called? The shield <laughs> of armor. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The shield of armor. Keep the shield of armor, you guys. Keep your head up. Continue yes. to have faith. Count on God. Lean on God, y'all. We need Him more than ever, ever yeah. right now. So. Stay prayed up, y'all. Literally, stay prayed up. Godly friends or godly community. Yeah. Get around so people who are positive. Yeah, so number one, number one is knowing who God says you are, your yes. identity. Seeking and knowing who God says you are. Number two, seek wisdom. Let's read the Bible. Yes. Get in some type of Bible study. You don't even have to do all that. No. Read just at least one scripture. I Just at least take five minutes. I always say start off with five, five, five. Five minutes of reading the Bible, five minutes of prayer, prayer, and five minutes worship. of worship. 
Yes, and just just at least try that. And if you can't, let's just do one, one, one. One minute of reading the Bible, one minute. You have to do something to start. I'm not going to want you to say, you know, 20, 20, 20, you know? Like, you're not there yet. So if you're if just you want to keep out, going, we encourage yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> I encourage you. But, you know, just start off with something. Download the Bible app. If you don't have a Bible, if you have a phone, download the Bible app on your iPad, wherever. Even if you got a computer, if you're near a coffee shop or something or a library, go to thebible.com. It's going to pop right up. You can just go ahead and start a, start a plan and everything. So first, what was the first one? Knowing know who, who God says you are. Knowing your identity. Number two. Seeking wisdom, reading the Bible. Yes, you will not seek wisdom in this world. Yes, your wisdom is in the Word. Yes, remember facts. that wisdom in the Word. Number three, get in community. Yes, get around girl. some people who are going to encourage you. Some people who are going to pray for you. Uplift some people, you, yes, heal you, help you. Yes, the the people that's inside of your group should heal you and not hurt you. Yes. When you tell yes. somebody something, you should not feel just like you're just telling them something. You should be feeling like they're about to give you, like they should have restored your mindset. Mm-hmm. Like you shouldn't still feel broken after telling your friends anything. Yeah. Or anybody that's in your circle. So I will, I will definitely ask you, you know what, just listen to our podcast, who's in your circle, and then go see who's in your circle. Evaluate that. And then go get you, yeah, yeah, get you a good circle to get around. Um, number four, did we already say pray? Well, that's already inside like the Bible thing. Mm-hmm. Um, number four, I will say, and this should have already been there, but confront yourself. Yeah, I think that's very that important. It's confronting. Front. Yeah, that's definitely need to be in the, <laughs> in the front. But I'm just naming some practical things: confronting yes. yourself and the issue. It's definitely important. Don't be scared to confront. To confront, just don't be scared to confront. So confront it, speak about it, mm-hmm. and act on it. Mm-hmm. That, Take that step. One step is better than no step. So first, you got to speak about it, confront it, and then act on it. Yep. That's what you're gonna have to do. So. Yes, guys, I hope you guys love this episode. That's all we have for Impurity for today. (laughs) And we thank you guys for listening because we have been not on task, but I promise you guys we are getting on task. Getting focused, please. And we need to do an episode every day. As many times as we need to, yes, we're going to make sure that we're on task now. Um, I do want to thank you guys for listening again and our apologies. And, oh, are you going to pray us out, Nare? Um, okay, but before I pray us out, um, I'm going to ask that if anybody wants to be saved, um, we welcome you with open arms, yes. love. Um, so we're going to pray, bow, bow our heads. And before she pray, I just want to say I am going to be getting a little text thing so that you guys can like text save to this number and then like we'll get it. Um, and then that will also help us to get in community. Like, you know, you guys can become our community too. You can go to our Instagram, give us a text message. We can pray with you, whatever. If you can't find community, there's always community here. I promise. Yes. Even on Facebook, so, y'all. Yeah. Facebook, Instagram. Like literally I found one of my groups on Instagram. <laughs> like look up, uh, groups on Instagram. Godly. Godly community. groups. Yes. Godly community. They have different groups for relationships, friendships. Yes. All type of groups. I'm in all of them. Y'all, y'all might see me. I'm in all of them. So, yeah. Um, we're going to bow our heads, and I'm going to pray for us. 
and we're going to be done. So, Father God, first off, I want to come to you and just thank you for this unity. I want to thank you for all the listeners that are on this podcast today, God. I want to thank you for allowing us to reveal ourselves to you today, God. Um, Allow those who are listening, God, if they feel confused or if they feel like they don't know how to come to you, God, allow them to come to you with vulnerability, God. Allow them to be open and honest with you, God. Allow them to just put it all out there, God. Please heal our parts of our bodies, God, that are um, unpure, God. Allow us to be pure, God. Allow us to continue to gain wisdom and knowledge through your word, God. Continue to surround us with love and godly community, God. Remove those from our lives and our circles, God, who does not serve a purpose, who will not help us heal, who will not help us to get through this life, God, to not help us get to you, God. So I ask you that you continue to just place your hands on us, God. Continue to watch after us, God. Continue to love on us, God. We need it most, more than ever in this time, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that if it's someone out there, Lord God, who does not believe in you, God, God, I pray that you show them who you are. I pray that you come forth and reveal your name, God. Continue to show up in their lives, God. Continue to be um, consistent with them, God. I pray that they continue to just lean on you, seek you, pray, pray to you, worship you, praise you, God. I pray that, um, yeah. If there is a problem that is going on, God, if there's somebody who don't know how to say something, who don't know how to pray, God, allow the words to flow naturally from the mouths, God. I pray that we continue to um, have people that come listen, Lord God, whether they believe in you or not, Lord God, that we help them in some kind of way, God. And just then we pray, amen. Amen. And that is all, folks. Yes. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to like us on Instagram, Instagram, Spotify, Spotify, Apple Apple Podcasts. Podcasts. Yes, you guys. And don't forget to hit us up on our sale and in our DMs also in our our email also. So, yeah. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Bye. Bye.